Hello everybody, my name is Ken Fallon, and today we're going to have an interview with John the Nice Guy from cchits.net. Hello John, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. Thank you very much for coming on and talking to us here on HPR. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Sure. So, um, I'm John the Nice Guy Spriggs. Um, I've been... Uh, working in IT for about near enough 10, 11 years now. Um, but uh, the company I work for, uh, I have a very in, a very specific role that I, I play within that company and, and there's, there's not really any chance to kind of expand your boundaries within the working day. And that's fine. You know, if, if, I, if I wanted that sort of a job, I'd be working for Google. Please hire me, Google. Um... But um, no, it's fine. It's it's a it's it's a good job and it pays the wages. But uh, in the evenings, I get I get a little bit of an itch to uh, to 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 code on stuff. And and every now and then I produce these weird and wonderful projects. And you know, some of them you might even have heard of. But it's you know, this is probably the first one that's ever going to have crossed anyone's radar as actually being a project of any interest. Um, but yeah. but you know. Aside from that, uh, I live in the UK. Um, I'm currently living in the northwest uh, near Manchester, uh, right. but I grew up just on the outskirts of London. Hence the unusual, you know, northern accent that isn't there. So, um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, are that's you me. going to be going to uh, Odd Camp this year? I'm certainly planning to be there. Um, the, that if. if uh, Last year, if if you were there, you may have actually seen another one of my projects, uh, which was the timetabling system was was yeah. mine. So uh, hopefully no, I, that they're using it this year, but I don't know. I'm planning to be there definitely. Okay, good. I haven't uh, been there last year or, or indeed the year before. Right. I was at the first two Lug Radio ones, and then kind of life and three kids got in the way, as Shocking. as it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as I'm about so, to discover going into my first one. Well, yes, six, indeed. 12 weeks into my first child, so. Yeah, as <sighs> uh, you discover the meaning of life and your irrelevance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's very interesting that this is the first kind of interview that I've done about CC hits since my child was born. So, uh, definite time sync. Absolutely. Well, in, in the bestest possible way, but yes. Uh, Absolutely, I know exactly what you mean. But it, it gets uh, it gets easier once you get over the first year of trying to keep them alive, and it uh, gets easier, and it also gets harder. But <laughs> let's focus on the positive. Let's anyway, focus on the positive. Exactly. CC hits. Uh, .net. Yep. Tell me about it. What it is. Okay, so um, CC hits .net is a um, it it started out as um, a a project to publicize and promote Creative Commons licensed music. So um, what's Creative Commons licensed music? Okay, so um, for those that don't already know, uh, Creative Commons is uh, a an organization, I believe they're in the States, um, who produced a set of guideline well the, it's a it's a license it's a, it's, it's like a, a copyright um 
No, it uses copyright to enforce a license. Um, and that license uh, is is very um, permissive. So um, if you are aware of any of the uh, permissive uh, software licenses like the GPL um, or the BSD licenses, then it's the same sort of concept. You you know you give your your work away, and then you um, anyone can use it. The difference between uh, it, it's most of the Creative Commons licenses um, are slightly more along the same lines as the copyleft style licenses which is, uh, okay, perhaps that's, a, again, jumping a little bit too far into it. Um, so, in essence, so, each, of, each of the licenses encourages reuse. Um, yeah. But they become uh, more restrictive the more kind of tags you get to them. So, um, there's there's four main uh tags in the in the creative commons licenses so there's by attribution which is where it uh, any piece of work requires attribute any reuse of the work requires attribution of the original artist um and it's the same for you know if you're uh with a book with a uh, a film with a piece of um music you know any of the any any art form can be licensed with a Creative Commons tag. Yeah. Um, there's there's a share alike which uh, says that if you reuse this work, you have to use the same license conditions. Um, yeah. No, uh, no derivatives says that you can't reuse this piece of work, but you can share it. So. Um, you can't make a derivative work from it and a derivative work would be if you've got a book it would be to make it into a film or uh, an audio book if you've got a piece of music a derivative work of that would be to sample it or to um, make a film from it um, and those sorts of things and the last one is a non-commercial license which basically says you can't reuse it in any situation where you might make money from it. So typically, um, bands that are trying to encourage uh, consumer adoption of their music might consider licensing or licensing it under a non-commercial tag because they can, because they're the owners of the work, they can relicense it to somebody once they've heard it and they say, I want to use this at my place of business, in my advertising campaign, in my uh, film. But you have to go back to the artist and ask them for that. Um, likewise, uh, a lot of um, artists that are trying to um, make everything come through them before it's reused would re would in would request uh, would use a non-derivative license because then it means that they control when it's reused and how it's reused without stopping people from saying have you heard this great band they're fantastic and giving a copy to each of their friends 
So that's Creative Commons licensed piece of music. Well, the licenses generally. And effectively, the, the licensed music is just music that has a license tag from Creative Commons. Okay, fantastic. Uh, very, very well explained. Here on HPR, we're going through a process of relicensing um, from uh, CC by SA to, uh, sorry, CC by NC to um, CC by SA. So basically, we're dropping the non-commercial. Right. Part. Okay. Let's go. Sell CDs and stuff. Do you have? Um, so tell us a little bit of, then about uh, CC Hits. Why you uh, why you built it then? Given that you have this music available. So where did? Okay. So, um, like with any um, crazy idea, there's always like a few different things that come together. Um, and encourage you to go down a route of starting something. Um, the first was that um, I'm involved in, um, or used to be a lot heavierly, more heavily involved in, but uh, less so now. I've been involved in um, the hackerspace for Manchester. Um, the building's called Mad Lab, and the, the group that meets there is Hackman. And uh, I, I was involved in that for around about a year and a half or thereabouts. Um, and uh, went to a few events um, and people were putting on, you know, bits and pieces of music. And and I was, I was kind of niggling in the back of my head. I, I, I knew that there was something about, you know, you've got to be careful about what music you play and that you've got permission to play it. Um, and uh, so whenever I was there, I was trying to encourage people to listen to podcasts like the Rat Hole Radio podcast and the Bugcast. So, you know, um, great podcasts. Classics. Absolutely. Um, and, and just... Listening to them by yourself is brilliant um, because you get involved in the show as a person. You, you know, you um, both Rat Hole Radio and the Bugcast, just to name two. Uh, I mean, there's there's other great music shows, but they're the ones that were in, I was in, I was interested in at the time when I was doing this initially. Uh, they both had live shows, so um, in in. Some occasions I'd get into the chat into the IRC channels at the same time as the shows were being recorded. You'd get involved in the conversation, and I thought, yeah, these are really great shows to to play in, uh, you know, a social environment. So I get to get to Hackman, and I, I plug in my my MP3 player and don't, uh, tune it, well, set it up to play the podcast, and and somebody says, oh, there's a lot of talking in this, isn't there? And I thought, ooh, you know what, you might actually be right there. So I'd skip on a minute, and they'd still be talking, and I'd skip on another minute, and they'd still be talking. And I'd look at the, the playlist for the show, and I'd think, oh, actually, you know, you know what, for, for a, you know, an hour's show, you know, you've, you've got maybe six tracks here. They're not all going to be ten minutes apiece. Are you, are you saying Dan Lynch talks a lot? I'm, I'm just 
um, reciting what happened on that particular occasion. I'm not possibly saying that a show called Rat Hole Radio may potentially rat hole his own content every now and then. Not in the slightest. Dan's a very good friend of mine. <laughs> and I don't want to offend him. Um, yeah. he, he provides a lot of excellent background information on, on that all the That is exactly tracks. what so it is. A lot of yeah. background information. And, and don't get me wrong, like I said... When you're listening to the shows yourself, that's the sort of thing you really go for. I really go for. Absolutely. Because you you feel like you're involved in the show. You feel like, you know, the banter that you're having in the IRC at the same time as the show's going on that's being picked up by the people that are producing these shows, it works really well for a live show that's intended for individual an, an individual's consumption. But when you're trying to play it in a in a venue to a group of people that really are only interested in something to break up the monotony of you know a soldering iron in yeah, hand yeah. leaning over a circuit board, melting solder onto that board, or you know programming some code, they want something to distract them rather than you know something that they're going to fall asleep through. So basically, you want uh, back some background music. Yeah. So my initial thought was, well, I'll just find you know three hours worth of Creative Commons music and just sling that into a feed and play it. And and then I found a podcast that did that. Uh, and I thought, actually, I kind of like knowing what the tracks are. So I need a little bit of talking. But it was around about the same time as, as this came up that I discovered my wife was pregnant and I thought, committing yourself to a, producing a podcast, uh, you, you know, that, that involves an awful That's lot of talking. Maybe, maybe me doing a podcast, not such a great idea, but I, I really want to, by this point I'd really started getting into some of the Creative Commons music and I was, was really starting to get quite, feel quite positive about the fact that I wanted to produce a show that was promoting Creative Commons music. So I'm thinking, no, I, do, I really, do want to do a po- really do want to do a podcast. Really want to do a podcast. Um, and around about the same... Well, I kind of heard um, the... Uh, for a little while, the Linux Outlaws podcast, another podcast that Dan Lynch is involved in... Um, he, they had um, like a, a some information about the community. So it was, you know, uh, how you find uh, the IRC channel, how you get involved in the Identica group, how you get involved in the Twitter group, where the forums are, you know, all these sorts of things. You know, get involved at da 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 da, and they they did all that using. Um, a robotic voice, which they called. Um... Oh, what was it now? Oh, oh, um, uh, I'm not Einstein, but Hawkins. It was something to do with something yeah. along the lines of Hawkins. Hawkman. That's yeah, right. Hawkman. Um, and that was that was a play on something that Dan had played in one of the Rat Hole Radio shows, and and it all. I mean, it it was all kind of a little bit self-referential, and it was you know it's fine, funny, and stuff. And I kind of thought. 
So this text-to-speech has come on quite a long way since, you know, I played with the, the utility that came on the Sound Blaster card, you know, um, sort of back in 94, 95 sort of time. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe there's something to be had here. Maybe I can, maybe I can, you know, do something with this. So, um, I had a bit of a dig around and uh, found Festival. And I'm um, trying to find out how to, how Festival works. And somebody posts a link to a, a little web script that they'd written to produce um, a text file that could then be read by Festival. And, and I thought, well, that's really good. And then there was a drop-down of all the voices you could have. And I thought, oh, I, I like picking from voices. And finally found a, a female voice. And, oh, that, that sounds quite nice. Because a lot of the... Um, text-to-speech voices that I'd heard until now, they kind of were playing on the fact that a lot of these voices do sound like the speech generator that Professor Hawkins uses. And I thought, you know, everybody has that, hello, my name is blah, 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 and I think you should be listening to this. And I just just thought, you know what, that's... I want I want a different voice to that. So I made a point of finding a voice that that I thought was probably the best one from the pack and it turned out to be a female voice and it was a nice voice. So uh so yeah, so I thought okay, so I've now got a way I can introduce the show. Uh, I've got a track that I can play. Um can I mix it all together? And um I write really bad PHP, uh which is a a website scripting language. I don't think you're the only one, though. <laughs> well, I mean, at least I recognise the fact that my PHP is not good. Um, but I, I, I kind of went out of the. I, I went out and I, I've been going to um, a, a group in Manchester for a while, and and kind of was talking to them about this, and people were saying, well, you know, you could you could write an API. An API would make all this a lot easier, and and I suddenly realised that what I could actually do was was script the whole lot using a combination of bash and curl and um socks sox which is uh, the sound exchange i think is what it stands for yeah yeah so i'm now i'm now at a point where i've got all the tools that i need to produce a podcast without ever having to actually set up a microphone and i thought fantastic all I need to do now is get some people to start submitting tracks in. And I thought, I'll be fine. I know all these podcasters, they'll all submit stuff to it. So then I went to an event in Sheffield called Podcrawl, which was where a group of podcasters all get into a room and drink, which obviously went down well. Um, and I kind of, I went along there and, and I pitched it to, you know, these 10 podcasters and they were all really positive about it. And then one of them said, but I don't play Creative Commons music. And I said, well, you should be, shouldn't you? And he said, well, maybe I should, but it means that I don't know the license of the tracks that I get in because artists just send me stuff. And I thought, oh, okay, well, that's great. So out of... These 10 podcasters, I've got one podcaster, which is Dave Lee from the Bugcast, and he podcasts uh, probably around about between 25 to 30 to 50% of his the tracks that he plays. He submits to CC Hits, and it's, you know, between Dave and I, we've we've worked quite hard together, and, and 
we've we've got together a, a couple of scripts that you can use to upload stuff into uh, into the into CC hits. And uh, Dan Lynch has started putting a few of the tracks that he plays in there. And I've been speaking to a guy, a couple of guys from um, a podcast called the Music Manumit podcast. And, you know, I'm starting to draw bits and pieces together. And with each group of people that comes into CC Hits and starts submitting tracks into the system, um, I get more and more kind of an idea of, you know, what else does CC Hits need to do? And so that's kind of where I am now. I've, t- I've got a, a, like a template for each show. Um, and I've got three shows that are produced by CC Hits. There's uh, the Daily Show, which is a, um, like I said, it's a, it's a show that's produced every day. And it, it selects one track that hasn't been played by the site at all through the through its history and it plays that track in the feed now to be fair because of some issues in the code because it's bad php um in since november the i can't remember what the date of the first one was but sometime late november up till today we have had exactly one duplicate so we ditched that one show so in 200 and something shows we up to two hundred and something shows, uh, maybe hundred and late hundreds, early two hundreds. Um, I have only had one track that has gone missing, and that was because it was a duplicate. Mm, okay. Please don't ask how I got to that, because <laughs> my oh, my original oh. intention had been create something that's really simple, works really easily, never have to touch it. So essentially, essentially, what you CC hits is is a place where you can subscribe to this daily show in your uh, feed reader, your podcast catcher, mm-hmm. in your podcatcher, and it will take that show and put it onto your uh, media yes. player for you. Excellent. So once you've got the daily show, um, it encourages you to get involved in voting. Um, and that's not, you know, go out and vote for your your local MP or, you know, vote on the, the stuff that you're really interested in. What you're voting for is, do I like this track or not? And that's really key to CC Hits because um, the, daily sh- the daily show feeds into the weekly show. And the weekly show plays the last seven days worth of tracks. Now, it doesn't sound like it's it needs a lot of voting and it doesn't but it also plays the top the highest voted upon tracks from the previous week so out of 14 days worth of tracks there are 10 tracks played on the show and it's down to the voting of the people that listen to the shows that decide whether or not the three tracks from the previous week turn up in the weekly show for the following week. So that's, you know, that's kind of kind of interesting. And I started to notice that, hey, hang on a second, if, I've, if I'm getting people to vote for the weekly show, I could have a, like a top 40 show. You know, like a, like a 
almost like a proper radio station. I could have a top 40 track show. Yeah. Top the pops. So I, I thought, okay, that's, that's what I'm aiming for here. So now, each month, there is a top 40 track show. And that takes all of the votes that have been placed over the entire life of the site. And it says, to make it a little bit fairer, every time your track is played on a weekly or a monthly show, it loses 5% of its votes. So that should, in theory, mean that the same track shouldn't be at number one, two, three, four, five that were there in the first week. Yeah. Well, that's how it should be. It's not quite how it has turned out, because um, the difference between the top five tracks and the next track is something like sixty votes. So you can keep losing five uh. percent of your votes. But you're never gonna get under. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's gonna be until until sort of round about the point where it's about to exit the chart completely is the point at which you will stop having those those same tracks at the top. But you know, we we're getting there. It's it's close. Okay. <laughs> of course. Oh, sorry. And um, I was going to say, of course, the, the tracks that are, that are. At, at the top are the ones that have got you know huge followings that 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 are really interested in those those tracks so uh dan lynch his 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 band uh 20 pound sounds that tracks near the in there um yeah uh horoscope yep um they're they're in there uh they got they got uh they got quite a lot of votes really quickly. Actually, I was I was really impressed with that because yeah. for 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 quite a long time, um, uh, Jimmy Carter by Twenty Pound Sounds was number one for for like a really long time, and suddenly out of nowhere came Horoscope, which I was really impressed with, because um, that was kind of what I was that was what I'd really hoped it would be, was where it would it would. You know, you'd get tracks that people were really interested in, and they would suddenly go right to the top. So, um, you know, so- would it not have been more sense to have um, the voting based on the, you know, the amount of time that it's on the system? So, uh, I don't know. Divided by the number of days that it's the number of votes divided by the number of days or something. Well, like that? to be fair, I mean. Um, I, I kind of toyed with a few different voting systems in my head when I first went into this. Um, the fact that this, a, the same group of tracks had been, you know, so highly rated for so long, I'm, I'm kind of thinking as we get when we get towards the end of our first year, I might change the the way that the charts are produced. Then. Um, I'm also going to start experimenting with um, things like uh, it'll be the top 40 tracks by unique artists. So if you've got two tracks by the same artist in the chart, only play the first one, not the second one. So that will then reduce 
the impact that the top one has by the five percent and eventually the second one will overtake it and you know again it's it's all about trying to trying to get a balance here but i mean like i said the the difference between uh third place and fourth place is 70 votes and between yeah. fourth place and fifth place is no i tell a lie between between fourth place and sixth place is is 50 votes so there's quite a big gap between yeah. you know a few yeah. of the places so yeah i, I mean I'd certainly I would be interested in hearing, you know, some of the listeners' perspectives on, you know, alternative ways of doing the voting. And one of the benefits to um, the way that the site's been produced is it's all available for anyone to have a look at the code that makes it work. It's all uh, hosted on a public um, Git repository. So anyone that, that knows their way around PHP, more than happy for them to get involved in the pro in the coding you know see if they can do something better i mean certainly the look of the site is is atrocious so you know if you can improve on that bring it please (laughs) what's uh what's the license um so it's uh agpl version three um is is the license bradley coon would be very happy with you (laughs) well um i mean i've i've been interested in uh a few projects that have been agpl licensed for a while and um, the way that I kind of look at it is is um, that if you're looking at a networked resource like a web service, um, the difference between the GPL and the BSD licenses at that point is pretty much moot from a user's perspective because they can never do anything with the code that's there. Because even though it's GPL code, the only people you need to share that code with is the people that are running the website. And I thought that wasn't really very fair. So um, when I found uh, the AGPL license, uh, and the first time I was really... I, I knew about it, and I, but I never really kind of did anything with it until um, I got interested in Identica. And the status net project, or Laconica as it was, um, who made very clear that they were an AGPL project. Um, so, just again, just to explain the difference between um, GPL, uh, the, the GNU general public license, and the AGPL, the uh, GNU AFRO general public license, is that um, the GPL requires that anyone that runs a copy of the code should have access to the source code that created it which between uh you know if if i've got a a, a linux or a new linux depending on how you prefer to describe it a, a linux distribution you have to have access to all of the source code that makes all of the gnu gpl licensed code in that distribution but when you're looking at it from a web website perspective um, like I said, it's only the webmasters that have to share the differences to the code. Um, so if I make like a WordPress plugin for sake of argument and I hand it to you and you make a change to it, because you are not sharing that 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 change of code with anyone, you don't have to make your change changes available to anyone. 
but with yeah. a, an Afro GPL licensed work, um, any time that resource is made available as a as a, a networked resource, you also have to make available a copy of the source code. So, so I could yes. go and take your entire site and do a I don't know traditional Irish music network based on all well, your. Well, to code. be honest, the the one the one instance of it that I've I've been expecting to start for some time and and I've been quite surprised that it hasn't is is a podsafe version of CC hits so that uh, it's not that the tracks have to be creative commons licensed they just need to be safe to be played on other podcasts because the yeah. certainly the guy that I was talking to early on um that said you know I I I don't know what the tracks are that I'm I don't know what the licenses that the tracks are that I'm playing I just know that I'm playing a track. Well, he could put that track into a pod safe um, charts chart system that you know is based on the CC hits code. We just haven't yeah. got there yet. Yeah. Well, I prefer myself to know that the music is licensed under a particular code because if. You know, if a guy sends you a CD, was it was his their intention to um to allow you to redistribute it or not? But with the CC hits, with the CC license, at least you know where you stand. Well, yeah, I mean, one of the one of the unfortunate downsides to um uh, people's understanding of the Creative Commons licenses is um. And and this was something that I, I I was kind of aware of when I got into CC hits, but I only really figured out that it, how much of a problem it was uh, when I was talking to a radio station that were talking about using CC hits the CC hits charts on their show, and they said, well, well, I've had a look through, you know, the top ten of say the the top forty tracks that are on your site. And of those, about 15, we think, contain um, material that we can't play. And I was like, oh, right, okay, why is that? And they said, well, it contains samples from uh, non-Creative Commons material. So they can't use it without getting permission from the license holder. And as I started to look into it, I realized that, yeah, actually, they're right. Different regions around the world have different understanding of this sampling um, agreement. You know, some yep. America in particular has a fair use agreement where you can play a certain amount of time and, and that's fine. And, and other, other countries, I, I'm not entirely sure where, but other other countries seem to have no no qualms whatsoever about you know taking the entire backing track from a a, a, a song um, as long as you're not materially reusing the artist's work, but the backing track doesn't seem to be or you know those sorts of things and and that kind of started to make me a bit nervous and as as I was kind of looking around at other stuff, I, I seem to recall. Uh, sending a particularly angry rant on uh, on Identica at one point about oh you know I can't believe that such and such a website don't police their the the 
submissions from their users more closely and someone came back and sort of said, well, well, why should they? You know, there is no way that you can guarantee that a track is Creative Commons licensed. And I've kind of, I just kind of sort of sat back and kind of went, oh, oh, you know what, he's right. <laughs> so uh, to a certain yeah. extent, I mean, if, if you, it, it's kind of hampered getting involved with commercial radio stations um, because yeah. effectively I'd have to do a discovery process on every single track that's being played. Um, otherwise, it doesn't meet. Uh, the the UK have a, a communications regulator called Ofcom, and you know you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Uh, you have to have. You have to ensure that it's not materially, you know, effectively ripped off from another artist. But also, um, if the work is not in the English language, you have to have a full English translation to play it on a UK site. Uh, oh, yeah. please. Uh, if you want to play it in a commercial, you know, uh, if you want to make it a play over over the airwaves, you have to have a full English translation so that they can check and make sure that it doesn't contain any obscenities or hate text or, you know, things like that. Which, I mean... Okay, makes yeah, sense, I guess. But at the same time, it does it does kind of hamper how you can do it. So I was then kind of looking at, you know, do I want to make another database column that says has been vetted for UK, you know, Ofcom regulations and then, you know, a similar one for, you know, uh, another tr- another column which says, you know, is in the UK language or has no language at all, you know, and then you start looking at, well, you know, do I actually want to go down this route when realistically all I wanted to do was promote Creative Commons tracks? And... Well, that kind of prevents you from... Uh... You know, giving this to um, shops and the like, so that they don't yeah. have to um, pay. So that's, I mean, that has kind of put a bit of a crimp in it. And and yeah, at the moment, my main focus is making the code so it's more understandable by people that may want to get involved in developing on it. So that in you know six months to a year's time, when you know the code is is starting to look a bit cleaner and potentially I've got a little bit more time to spend with my my son, you know, that that is I, I can start maybe thinking about handing some of this off to someone else or getting more people involved in the project. Um so that we can start doing things like, you know, making sure that, you know, the the text of the you know that we've basically got what I mentioned the the column that says you know is vetted for Ofcom use or exactly, you know yeah. and then start saying to commercial radio stations you know we've got this pool of music which has been vetted for use on a radio station do you want to use it yeah um, but you know I mean at the same time well that's yeah as you say down the road right and. Now. Because of the way you've structured your project, there's nothing to stop um, somebody submitting in a patch and then you, uh, you know, people verifying the database, uh, a track yeah. against the database. I mean, this is something that can be added on uh, at a later date. Can I, um, can I just go back to, you know, you seem to be struggling to get people adding stuff yeah. to the website. 
how say that I was an artist, which I'm not, except in my dreams. Um, and I wanted to submit some um, Creative Commons music or get in touch with some artists who would submit stuff in Creative Commons. First of all, I would have two questions. What type of Creative Commons license do you accept? And secondly, if you could walk me through the workflow of what I need to do to upload sure. some music. Okay, so... Um... With regards to the first part, the, the license that we accept, um, we accept any Creative Commons license. So that's um, CC by, uh, sorry, the, as I mentioned before, the, the, there's different uh, types of license. You've got Creative Commons by attribution, which is usually abbreviated to CC by. Uh, CC by share alike, that's SA. Um, CC by share alike NC non-commercial by NC ND no derivatives. Um, basically, there's a, there's a matrix of six licenses that you end up with just with the, the various permutations. Um, and there's also Creative Commons Zero, which is not a license but a waiver, which says that um, because territories outside the US Do don't have some territories outside the US don't have a, a concept of public domain usage. Um, CC BY is intended to provide the same uh, status of a work as um, public domain, but without using the term public domain, which may not have the same meaning in all languages. Yeah, so the artist is giving a yes. waiver. A permanent waiver Correct. to use their for, work forever, but the copyright yes. still remains with them. Um, one other license which isn't in there at the moment, but I'm hoping to add soon, is um, I believe it's a French license, which is uh, Art Libre, which is basically the same sort of concept, and it works out more or less to um, the uh, by no derivatives license but I'm still looking into exactly how that works and whether that would work with the site and uh, because the um, license conditions aren't as easy to uh, find as a link in text in the, the websites that I'm scraping data from I'm not using that just yet but you know again within a month two months six months that should be in there as well so that answers your question around what licenses we can we can accept. With regards to the workflow of getting traffic into CC hits, um, it's actually it's a combination of really straightforward and at the moment bloody difficult. Um, there is a script, a PHP script. Um, PHP is not just a web site development language. It can also be run from a command line. Um, and this script, as it stands at the moment, you can uh, just put in the the few, I think it's six metadata bits that the site needs, um, which is the track name, the artist name, the track URL, the artist's URL, um, whether the track is work safe or not, um, and the uh, file name. So if you've got those those bits of metadata, 
uh, you can put them into a text file, run that text file using the PHP um, program, and that will upload the track to my site. But that means you, you need to have PHP and a library for PHP, which is called yeah. curl. So once you've got those two bits, it just works. Provided you don't mind sitting there and typing in the bits and pieces to make it work. Um, one of the things that I have been doing for the last four weeks is taking the bit of code that runs the upload script and turn it into a web page that somebody can go and use. And the I was just about <laughs> well, the reason that. that it's taken so long is um, effectively for most of the um, most of the use that I expected to see with CC hits was with um, podcasters using um, like one or two websites like Gemendo, uh, which is a great Creative Commons music repository um, and has a, a, a huge amount more tracks, uh, Creative Commons tracks than CC Hits has, but they have a different focus. Their focus is to get an artist to put an album of music on the site. And CC Hits is looking for the best of the best Creative Commons tracks that are out there at the moment to promote those ones, to promote the basically the best stuff that's out there. So I was expecting people to say, well, I've played these 10 tracks from Gemendo. So they, they go into their text file and they do, um, my show contains track number 12345, 23456, 34567, etc., etc., etc. And the, the script just goes, oh, right, okay. Yep. So we want 12345, 23456, and so on. And I'll just pull down all of that data, that metadata, um, from Gemendo, including the file name, uh, the artist's URL, the track, the URL to get information about the track, the name of the track, the name of the artist, and just squirt that to CC hits. But to make sure that, you know, um, if you've already downloaded the track because you're playing it on your podcast, well, you can you can tweak that a bit. You can say, well, don't bother downloading it because I've already uploaded, I've already, I've already got it on my system, so get it from here and use that. And taking that kind of framework and and kind of squidging it a bit and you know having it work like a web page does it didn't quite fit together the way I wanted it to, which is why um, it was, it, you know, I said I was, I'm working on making the site work better. Well, that was kind of one of the first things that made me realize that that was what I needed to do was where I was taking a load of libraries that I'd already written for the upload script and they just didn't fit into the way that CC hits worked as a website. So right at this moment, that upload script, or alternatively, if you just want, if you're a bit of a command line junkie, you just want to use curl, you can just use curl to upload it. And it's really straightforward. But as I said, it just takes that that pinch of pre-work to get it to do it. 
but I'm yeah. working on it. So again, if anyone wants to get involved in helping me uh, get more sites documented, I, I'm uh, currently the uploader works with um, Gemendo, SoundCloud. Um, uh, there's three of them, three more. Um, it's supposed to be working with uh, the Free Music Archive. I, I finished working on the, there's a scraper because their API doesn't work the way that CC Hits expects it to work yet. I understand they're making some changes to that, but that's not there yet. So Free Music Archive, we're using a scraper um, and also Sounds. Is it sounds or section Z? Section Z.com. That's being picked up imminently as well. So basically, I'm looking for sites that play Creative Commons, you know, that promote Creative Commons music because, frankly, that stuff's really important. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm quite aware of the fact I've become really impassioned and really waffly since you last asked a question. So I'm going to shut up for a second and see if you've got any more questions. <laughs> No, that's uh, that's actually cool. So, rather than just picking playing any Creative Commons songs, what you're essentially doing is you're going through the filtering process of where um, some guy or girl, I'm using guy in the generic term here, um, will listen to um, a whole go of songs and then we'll just pick out the cream of the crop. It makes me think of uh, one of our guys here, Pokey, who um, went and downloaded um, all the song fight music and in his episode he uh he says that um you know 99.999% of it is questionable and there are a few gems in there and he's been adding them to his show so that got me thinking well you know is that something that um here in HPR we could try and encourage people to start tagging on some creative commons music to the end of their shows and then we could feed that back into um into Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I've been working, as I said, with with a couple of podcasters, and um, if I mean, if you if you're into, if I, I would love to get more tracks into CC hits and from um, a source like HPR, where you've got you know people, a, a large quantity of people that are quite quite discerning and quite careful about the tracks that they like to listen to they're really quite yeah yeah and diverse. diverse i mean you know um one of the aims that i originally had for cc hits was for it to be um a lot like a commercial uk radio station obviously that's that's where i'm from so that's the kind of that's what I kind of imagine a radio station should be like. But the more I talk to people outside the UK, the more I realise that actually I think UK radio stations are are quite unique in the way that they, um, you know, they play from a relatively wide track list. You, you may not think that at the time when you're listening to it, but they have quite a, quite a wide field of, tra of tracks that they play from. Um, and, you know, the, the shows that they produce um, are more or less... They, they tend to have shows that, that cater to a large quantity of people. And uh, it's only when you start getting to sort of the later night shows and things like that, that you start to get more of the, um, you know, the, the 
smaller demographic shows, I think, is probably the best way to describe it. You know, you'll have the reggae show, or yeah, they'll they'll have a you know a drum and bass night or a metal show. Yeah, so uh, I mean, yeah. initially, I, I was quite—I might even have been quite critical of a few uh, suggestions that had come in. Um, and and in hindsight, I was actually really stupid, uh, sort of saying, actually, no, I don't like that track you're submitting. The one kind of thing that I don't, I, I'm I'm actively encouraging people not to submit is anything that's longer than sort of nine or ten minutes. We have one track that's on the site that is more than ten minutes, and it's actually 18 minutes long. Um, but uh, it was... Uh, it was the first time I'd heard a piece of dubstep that I really actually enjoyed. And I kind of went, wow, I need to have this on CC Hits. And it was only after I'd submitted it I realised just how long it was. And I thought, well... Because uh, I'm... I'm Fair enough. I, I, prior to CC Hits, I was, I was very much a, 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 a metalhead on one side. And um, I had a sliver of uh, late 90s um, house sort of style music as as kind of those were the two categories of music that I went out of my way to listen to and um, doing CC Hits has really opened my eyes to kind of how great some of the other stuff is that's out there and um, you know the only downside to stuff being over sort of 10 minutes is that you lose the opportunity to play more of that in a in a shorter show so if my intention is to get more people to you know, yeah, play and pr- positively promote Creative Commons music, then realistically we need we need it to be playable. Um, but again, you know, if you've got, if, I think I think what I said at the time was, you know, as long as I have no more than one track that's more than ten minutes in a month, then I'm happy. And so far, I seem to, you know, only had the one, so it's not yeah, too bad. Um, sorry. So do you, do you um, invest their music? Ish. Uh, there's 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 two things. Um, people that want to upload stuff to the site uh, have to request um, an uploader account from me, purely because I don't want it to become kind of just a dumping ground for anyone and everyone to put anything they want in there. Um, so that basically that there's 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 like a, a two step operation that that someone that submit wants to submit the tracks to the site has to do they have to um run a web uh, try and access a web page it will return an error saying that it wasn't able to access the web page and then tell me what the username was you used to try and run that action and i basically go in and i tick a box that says can upload um there are two further tracks, uh, sorry, two further uh, tick boxes. One which says um, is automatically permitted to authorize a track, um, which basically, uh, when a track is authorized, it can be played on the site without question. Um, at the moment, okay. everyone has that tick box switched on as well. 
because there previously wasn't and is an uploader box. Um, it was previously is is authorized to upload tracks or not, and now it can upload a track but isn't authorized or can upload a track and is authorized. Um, so yeah, there's also another one which is um, is an admin. Um, and that is is an administrator of shows, so they can create a show, add a track to a show, um, rename the show, change the URL for it, those sorts of things. But it's only in their own shows. So again, podcasters all tend to be in that third okay. tick box as well. Um, every morning, I have a script which runs and tells me all of the tracks which haven't yet been played. Um, and basically, I check that every morning to make sure that I'm not down to two tracks left. Because when I hit get to two tracks, it means that at some point over the next two days, I need to remember to get onto my computer and find some more tracks to play because other people haven't submitted them. And typically yes. what I... I'm sorry. I have the... Uh... <laughs> We have the same problem over in, here in HPR, but I don't have the luxury of being able to <laughs> well, pull the shows out of the air. Now so. you can just, you know, we have do to a, a, CC site, a CC show. Absolutely, see? Um, CC hits. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's the, 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 the kind of the, the one thing. And, and what I'll tend to do is I'll look at the names of the tracks, and if there's anything there that kind of makes me go... Mm, a set ooh, set seems a bit long let me just have a look at how long that runs for and I've had that in one uh, two cases, somebody submitted from um, Blipfest not too long ago they submitted the, the two 30 minute long sets from Blipfest um, and I kind of thought a set okay. isn't, isn't one track that's that's a kind of that's a whole DJ's act on stage. So I have to admit I did remove those two. Um yeah. the only other thing that I look for is because I use festival to generate the um all the bumpers, all the bit all the bits of introduction and outro uh, um snippets of text. Um if I spot something that's in there that looks like it wouldn't sound the way that it's written, if that makes sense. Um, I will go in and check and make sure that whoever it was that uploaded it um, marked it as being... Because there's two other fields you can add to when you make your submission to the site, which is track name sounds like and artist name sounds like. That's not the names of the fields that you have to submit, but basically that's what it is. So things like um, 20 pound sounds, which is written 20 LB sounds. Um, 20 I actually go in LB, and yes. change the artist name to saying 20 space P-O-U-N-D-S space sounds. Um so that's yes. kind of the only other thing that I check. And to be honest, as as we go along, um, the people that are less efficient at marking a track with unusual names, unusual spellings of names, 
um, are probably going to be the only people that get their um, is authorized tags turned off. Um, and that's not because they're not authorized to submit a track into the yep. site because I still have the uploader tag on their, their, their user account. Um, but it's purely just so I can go in and say, actually, um, these need to be checked to make sure that they sound right before they go in. Um, but, you know, I mean, even that's not disastrous. You know, if you get something that sounds like gibberish, you know, you might even be more inclined to look at the show notes and find find out what they were actually called. Um, I don't know. I've 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 not yeah, I've absolutely. not really done a whole lot of investigation into who listens to the show. Um, to the extent that you know, every time I've looked into maybe adding some kind of analytics to the site, it's always been well, that's not really anywhere near kind of anything that's particularly important right now. The important thing right now is getting enough music in there that we don't need to worry about yep. that. You know, we don't need to worry about if we want to create a I- a show that plays, you know, eight hours of music that's suitable for playing in a work pace okay. um, that doesn't have creative, uh, that isn't a non-commercial tagged track. Okay, that was actually one of my next question. You right. can filter down the particular types of tracks by license, then, can you? Um, I can, because I have the database um, yes. passwords. Um, most people can't. Um, but this is definitely something that, um, you know, we could, as a community, submit a patch to you to, uh, to put a PHP page up on the website to Absolutely. generate that sort of stuff. Um, there is actually, I have um, uh, a wiki um, which details kind of all of the things that I want to do to CC hits. Yes, um, will be in the show notes. Uh, which is uh, code.cchits.net. Um, and, and somewhere near the bottom of that, there's a thing that says um, uh, there's a wish list, which is a cross between an issue tracker and a roadmap. Um, you can get involved there. Um, and effectively that is, that is intended to be, um, you know, like a, like a public debate about what is going to happen to the site in the long term. So there's things like, um, add per show votes to the track entries, which we now have, um, add not safe for work reporting to tracks, which we don't. Um, so, for example, if when I submit something to the site um, at sort of 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm, you know, half awake and I miss somebody saying rather rude words all the way through it um, and somebody else comes along and says, oh, I can't believe that's in there, they should just be able to tick a button that says um, this might contain something that says rude things. Um, and yeah. that would then take it out of the approved status would mean that it doesn't make it into the weekly show or the monthly show. Um, or, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really worked through all the mechanics yet of how it, it's supposed to work. Um, and that's why it's in the wish list because it's something that we wish to do. Um, and basically if people have got suggestions on things that they want to do in there, then um, go to the, uh, go to the the wiki um, and edit the wish list and put stuff they want in there. Um, cool. Um, 
John, I'm going to uh, basically wrap this up now, if that's okay with you, because we're yeah, running fine. over an hour. Not that. Oops. Yeah, we can continue talking if that's okay with you. But um, I just wanted to um, say that want to shout out to some HPR people who listen on HPR who are into the music. Um, if they're interested, the links to cchits.net will be in the show notes. If you're interested in coding, there's uh, something here for you as well. If you um, are interested in putting together a CC Hits best of best of um, uh, best of show, that's absolutely something that we on HPR will be happy to carry. Um, we have uh, all songs considered, which um, haven't hasn't been on in a while, but uh, where people can submit any songs that they like and uh, like have a meta show within. Um, HPR and of course I'm sure you're looking for people I think I've just met some notes here you're looking for people to help you with the design of the website you're looking for people with coding yes and you're looking people for people to submit did I miss anywhere else that you need help um if you are involved in making music playing music promoting music um, or if you know of sites that are playing Creative Commons music, I would love for you to get in touch with me um, so that I can talk to you about either getting the tracks played on CC Hits, uh, submitted to CC Hits, um, or even just credit um, people that are playing tracks, because that's one of the main things that, that I've I've made a point of right from the beginning with CC Hits, is that even if... Um, a particular show that has played a track that's on the site do not want to submit their tracks to CC Hits. The fact that you've played that track, I want to credit you because you're playing something that is fantastic. And so anytime I spot a track that's been played on a site, I make a point of adding it to CC Hits that it's been played there. Okay, cool. And this actually, um, I'm just thinking of some of the podcasts that I listen to um, that have music at the end of their shows. This would be uh, definitely something that I'm going to email them about and just say, would you consider um, adding your podcast to, you know, to uh, the CC hits? Yeah, that would be brilliant. That'd be brilliant. Um, One thing I think people need to know is the quality of the music on CC hits is excellent. I do listen to a lot of, um, um, podcasts, but uh, in work I tend to just like to have music podcasts on. Mm. And um, CC Hits, when I initially subscribed, I expected to be deleting, you know, ninety percent of the music, which is kind of what I'm getting on other people's shows. But I've found that it's more like twenty percent or even ten percent. Wow! That uh, a lot of the music is knocking around, and I'm now. Looking at my podcast directory, I'm looking at a list of 20 or 30 different songs um, that I just can't, you know, delete. Some of them I'll (laughs) listen to for a while and then delete them. But I I now like a face of the podcast. What am I going to do? Should I move them into my music directory or or what? So, uh, and it's also prompted me to download a lot of the artists' albums and stuff. Sure. And I always do make a point of voting for the for the albums as well, for the songs as well. One of the things that I'd like to get to in the next year is actually to have one extra show 
I don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be um, a selection of random tracks, maybe five tracks, I'm not sure yet, that are in the top half of the chart, but aren't in the top 40. Ah, yeah. But I'm not there yet. I mean, it's something that's in the in the to-do list. I'm not even sure if it's in the wish list, but it's somewhere in the to-do list that I want to get to that as soon as possible. You can get... Uh, I'm just looking at the About page here, and you've got a direct link to your database. Correct. I can click here and get the database. You can get a full export of the database in full. Under Creative Commons Zero License. So I could just download this database, make my own feed, and do some magic data manipulation and use your database. Yeah, absolutely. And and not only that, um, the API gives you um, all the same information that is on the track pages. Um, every every single track, all the data that's in those tracks is, is in uh, the API. So the database is free? Yep. All the software that you're using to run it is free as in freedom. Yep. The music itself is various forms of free. Yep. This is, yeah, it's just fantastic work. I'm going to buy you a beer when you're uh, <laughs> at a, uh, at our camp, it's that's for sure. Very generous of you, sir. Thank you very much. And I know that that will probably be enough to knock you out if you've got a, a small baby. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just the but, one. I'll be a cheap date. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, is there anything else that we missed? Um, no, no, I think I think that's everything. Oh, um, uh, the email address to get in touch with me um, is show, S-H-O-W, at cchits.net. That's C-C-H-I-T-S dot net. And that's, uh, you actually read that? I read everything that comes into that. Absolutely everything that comes into that. Fantastic. Well, I hope uh, some of the listeners to HPR will, um, after listening to this Mammoth episode, well, it's, it is very interesting so, so far. Uh, I've been enthralled uh, listening to you talk about it. Uh, but I hope a few of them will uh, step up and you know, kind of get involved in the site in some way or another, and that we can um, at least maybe get some, um, some way of that we as a podcast here can start submitting shows over to cchits.net. That would be fantastic. And as I said, it's really straightforward to do it. So uh, I look forward to getting in touch with, uh, with more of your podcasters. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting.